Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My brand new book, Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth, is now available. So much more than a book, this is a guide that allows me to hold your hand through your birth preparation journey. With over a decade of experience and knowledge packed in to ensure you really are empowered in the way you deserve to achieve a positive birth, regardless of the twists and turns that crop up. Make sure that you get your hands on Midwife Pip's Guide to a Positive Birth Book now and are empowered to have the birth experience that you deserve. Hello and welcome to the Pregnancy Wellness Podcast, hosted by me, Pip, a practicing midwife who is on a mission to provide you with real evidence-based information about pregnancy, birth and the postpartum. Each episode, I'll be joined by special guests and leading experts to equip you with all the information you need for an empowered journey from conception right through to motherhood. So, with no further ado, let's make a cuppa and get started with today's episode. So it's really important to me that the voice of mothers is integral to this podcast. And as COVID-19 has brought so many challenges to parenthood, I am thrilled that we have Fee, mum of two and wife to an essential worker, chatting to us today about some of the honest struggles lockdown has brought to family life, the opportunities that it's revealed, and her top tips to coping as a mum in the global pandemic. Fee is, like all mums, juggling a whole host of roles and responsibilities, and she manages to do it all, looking nothing short of a gorgeous fashionista. She has two super cute children, Tiggy Clementine, who is two years and three months old, and Xander James, who is 16 months, who are gorgeous and feature on her Instagram page, at Ophelia Holly. I'm somewhat biased, as I had the privilege of being Fee's midwife during both her births, and consider her to not only be total mum goals, but is also a lifelong friend. As you can imagine, life is very busy, so I am grateful that she has managed to squeeze some time to come on today and share her unedited war experiences and secrets to managing motherhood during lockdown. So hi, Fee. Thank you so much for joining me. And kind of how's life been? My pleasure. I'm so glad you asked me. It's been, it's been an experience, definitely. It's been busy it's been amazing it's been lovely it's been crazy it's been a whole host of things and I think like everybody's experienced it's just one of those where we kind of gave ourselves a break from the beginning and said look you know this is so unprecedented this is so uh, abnormal to our normal life so let's just give take take each day as it comes and just yeah you know, see what happens. And it's actually been amazing. It really has. I think 
it's so easy to kind of look back now as things are kind of lifting slightly with rose tinted glasses but yeah there there were a few days in there that were a struggle as well definitely yeah for sure and I guess for you you've got two children that are completely reliant on you all of the time so it's not like they can be self-sufficient in any way Um, and I guess your your life kind of pre-lockdown was that you could take them out to kind of play dates and coffee mornings and soft play I never thought I'd say I never thought I would miss a soft play seriously but I can't tell you how much you come to rely on those things as parents you know I think Um, particularly from the ages of newborn to when your children go to school, it's a bit of a kind of, um, it's it's not a very well publicized part of anybody's life, unless you kind of go back to work at nine months and your children go to nursery and you kind of fall into that school run uh, part of your life, then you know, it can be a real, real struggle, you know, thinking of things to do with that age children. And, you know, it it doesn't sit naturally with everyone. I mean, like I said then, I never thought I'd miss the soft play. It's not my bag at all. I, I just, I'm such a germaphobe that when we go, I'm just thinking of germs, germs, germs. And actually those things become really, really special in that kind of part of your life before your child goes to school. And it's, it's their social time as well. Believe it or not, it becomes your social time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, things like that for us were initially really, really tough. You know, we, we're very active with our children. We like to get them out and about. We like to get out and about. I think most parents do. It, it is what keeps you sane. And to not be able to do that at all... But particularly things like, you know, that that initial period of lockdown where we were only allowed out for an hour a day, our, our children are too young to cycle yet. They're kind of too young to do long walks and stuff. And we're really lucky that we have a garden and they love playing outside. But that part was really tough as well, because although, you know, I really feel for people who are homeschooling their children, if you can get out on a bike ride, if you can get out for a longer walk or change of scenery you know, that can be the making of your day. So although we kind of aim to do that as well, it isn't as easy when you've got toddlers. And I think that's where people really needed to give themselves a break and, you know, just get through the day as best that they could. Yeah, definitely. And I know I know that both you and Marcus really like to be physically active. So that's a real challenge when you've got little ones that can't keep up with you. So taking them for a walk you're not going to get far from your house in that hour period in a way that you would have kind of pre-lockdown and and pre-children, I suppose, as well. So that's another like massive challenge and adjustment to your lives that you had to make. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're still, we're really lucky that both are still nap. So we kind of had that time to ourselves. But, you know, that's something else that I kind of wanted to touch on is, um, you know, there, there is no right or wrong way to parent. But a lot of people rely on being in the car, going to classes, going to meet friends, groups, think bits and bobs like that, longer walks to get their children to nap. And if you don't have that to rely on, that can be really tough. You know, if your child's not used to being at home all the time, or, you know, particularly for these people who live in a flat without a garden or anything like that, 
that can be so tough as a mother or father or you know carer or whatever and I think it's so hard because from I've seen friends with sort of anything kind of over three they can kind of get the gist of what's going on and you can explain it in a way that's child friendly but I know for, for us especially Tiggy turned two um, in lockdown and she was very aware that a change had taken place but obviously she she didn't have a clue what that change was or why and you know not seeing other children socially when you're that age does definitely start to have an impact you know if ever we kind of saw our next neighbours over the fence she would you know almost become hyper at that contact because that's what children love that is why soft plays are so successful and toddler groups are so successful and nct groups and you know so forth because that is what particularly toddler age children anything from about well even my you know under our one-year-old now loves contact so yeah i think that is really tough um but equally, having said that, you know, having time to spend closer as a family and not be in a rush to get to these places is also really positive as well. And that's something that we've really learned to embrace that we probably wouldn't have if this hadn't have happened. Yeah, definitely. It's that that quality family time that you will. I mean, I guess in a way, hopefully we don't experience this situation again but that you are unlikely to ever have again. So actually trying to embrace that for what it is, but it's really difficult when the things that you would imagine doing with time, you kind of can't do. So you're kind of, you're kind of a little bit sort of stuck in, in some of the things you might, might have usually done, I suppose. And for you, I think because you had, um, you had Tiggy and Xander both quite close together, didn't you? So you've got a real kind of contrast between what what life was the... (laughs) slightly unintentional but fabulous <laughs> the best things in life aren't planned <laughs> so I guess you had that like you had a real contrast between what it was like having a young child with Tiggy prior to COVID-19 and then kind of what it was like having a young child with Xander and everything else going on and I suppose that must have been re- really different a really different situation and, and experience for you not having the kind of support mechanisms around and grandparents yes. yeah definitely I mean I think as well getting out for us um became such a a, a big di- a big part of our day because I think ha- having children so close together it meant that I didn't have the guilt that I maybe would have because Tiggy, I'd be able to take her to an activity and Zander would sort of come along and as she was getting involved in the activity, I'd be able to sort of spend a bit of time with him. And obviously when that's sort of taken away from you, that becomes tough as well because although they are close in age, that, that also makes it really difficult in some respect because they're close enough that they can kind of be involved in the same thing but equally they're at very different stages as well and I think the other thing is if you if you you can you can get used to being at home too much and you can almost become anxious about getting out and about and particularly I'd say if that's your if it's if you've had your first baby in lockdown and the idea of your partner whether it's mother or father whoever going back to work and now 
you know, three months in, you've got a baby who you've now got to get out of the house or, you know, you want to try and start getting back and, and doing little activities that are opening slowly. Again, I think that can be really, really nerve-wracking and, and, and make people really anxious. So I know, you know, even pre-lockdown, having two such young dependent children, I would force myself to get out of the house almost daily because, you know, it is positive for everybody. It definitely helps uh, with mental health for women. But equally, you know, it can be the most stress-inducing thing, getting two children or any children or a newborn out the house, and particularly if you're not used to it. And, you know, I'm, I'm dreading my husband going back to work because I've become so accustomed to him being around just for, you know, a little extra time. Can you just do this? Can you just have them there? And, and I think that's such a massive change to have to get used to again after having to get used to the initial change when we all had to stay at home. So, yeah, I think there are a lot of anxiety-inducing things that COVID has brought on that we're maybe not even experiencing yet because, you know, partners might not quite have made it back to work or classes may not have resumed. And, and these are things that are really, really important in the first year of motherhood, I would say, you know, absolutely. Yeah, so I suppose it's going to be, we know that motherhood and especially having young children is a huge anxiety provoking time anyway. So COVID has just amplified that massively. And it's really interesting what you say about, we might not really understand that now, but actually as we start going back to normal or whatever, whatever normal is going to look like for us going forward, I suppose. Mm -hmm actually we might start to feel some of these emotions that we haven't experienced before and things that we would have taken maybe slightly for granted and that we're just going to pop to the shop and get some milk. Actually, the kind of thought processes that go through your mind as a mother doing these little tasks may start to trigger some, some other emotions as we, as we move forward the next sort of few weeks and months. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, I'm I'm really lucky that my husband works in schools, so we've always had school holidays. So although we don't have immediate family really close, we do have a really brilliant support network. And, you know, I think for first-time mothers particularly, but any mothers, that support network was initially taken away from them. And, you know, that can be a really tough thing. It can be a tough thing for you, for your partner. You know, your partner may not be used to being at home either you weren't used to having them at home um, it there there are so many issues that that I think people just need to be honest about and just say you know um you know I'm a mum of of two now who I had very close together it's been a very intense experience and I had to get used to it all very quickly and yet I still feel so anxious about my partner going back to work because of all these things, because I've got used, you know, to being able to pop and get milk, to be able to go to the post office, things that would usually take a good hour to get us all sorted and out, do these little chores. And yeah, that's going to, in, in a couple of months time when he goes back to school, that's going to have to be a, an adjustment again. And I think that's a really short period of time to have had to have adjusted so much. And I think if I was a first time mum, you know, I'd Although, although there's a massive positive that hopefully if you did have a baby in lockdown or, or a young baby that your partner got to spend more time than they would have, 
you know, like we said, that's massive anxiety inducing thing that maybe in a couple of months you won't have that support there. And you, you might not be a person that's lucky enough to have a great support network around you. And that's why, you know, classes resuming and things like that are so important. Yeah, definitely. I think we can't um, really, uh, the, val- the value of support, we can't really speak highly of enough, can we? So wherever that, that may be, it's definitely something that's going to be making some changes. And so you had your husband working from home because he's a teacher. Um, so was there kind of lots of Zoom classes? How did you facilitate that in a kind of family house with little ones running around, not quite understanding what dad's <laughs> up to? <laughs> Tiggy definitely was in on some of his lessons, for sure. Um, she's very quick and I just couldn't quite stop her. No, I think, you know, it was a big adjustment. Although, I, you know, I, I suppose Marcus and I are used to being around each other, maybe even more so than many couples, just because he has such long school holidays. But equally, having said that, it, for me, I'm, I'm quite a... Um, I won't say control freak, I'll say an organized person. <laughs> and especially with children, I think you have to be organized. That's how you get through your day. And especially for us with, with two little ones. And so I kind of like to know what I've done so that I know what I've got to do next, if you like. And I'm really used to things being a certain way. And obviously having Marcus at home meant that he was doing things as well. And then I wouldn't know what had been done and and also just have getting used to having an extra body in the house and the kids not being allowed to go or make as much noise as they usually would or be able to follow him. You know, then they can't understand why poor daddy's just in the spare room on talking to his friends, as we put it. And, and yeah, that's confusing for them as well. And I think... I think people were hard on themselves initially that, you know, they had to maintain a a normal working day from home when for some people that might have been totally fine uh you might have had the space to do it for starters not have children at home or you know whatever but for us I think we were a good example of a family that really was just trying to cope that you know if Tiggy ran into master's lessons I'm sorry but you know this her home too it's just a situation, it's unprecedented. And actually his school were, you know, really good at just embracing that. And I think we were really lucky with that. But, you know, I also think that we, you know, this is a, a bit of a shout out to working mums, I guess, because we, I don't know how we would have done it if I was working as well. I'm really lucky that I am just a stay at home mum. Not um, just, it's one of the biggest jobs any no, woman can do. No, no, I, I didn't have other things to focus on during lockdown at the time. Um, so, and, and I think for people that did, that, that, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, that would have been a really, really tough time. Because again, it goes back to support networks and, and, and hopefully, I hope that people found that, that their, their workplaces kind of made allowances for this like I think most people who I've spoken to would say that they did but you know equally work is pressure work is money all these different things and so yeah it 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 was it was fine for us we were lucky that it just meant kind of having daddy at home and around a bit more but yeah I mean for, for if, we're, if we're talking about relationships, I think it was a massive adjustment for us because we're just not used 
to being home with each other all day, every day. Usually if we are at home, one of us will take the kids out and give the other a bit of time or whatever, or we'll go out and do something as a family. But actually spending all day, every day at home as a family, I, you know, you don't actually do that often. Definitely. So, yeah, it's, some, it's, it's much more intense, isn't it? It's kind of that like goldfish bowl intensity in a relationship, which for some people will be fantastic and um, they can embrace that. But there's, there's bound to be challenges amongst that. And we're all human. And when you're used to your own space, to then be kind of confined to a space with someone for such a prolonged and kind of unknown period of time with everything going on kind of globally there's going to be challenges and I found it really interesting obviously as a midwife I'm still working with couples but the amount of um dads or or partners that are like oh my goodness I don't know how you stayed at home for like that appreciation for a stay-at-home mum who's managing a house and doing the kind of everyday running of a house the cooking the cleaning the shopping etc I think there's been a whole new appreciation for that kind of role and that job because partners have seen that in a way that they wouldn't have before in such a kind of concentrated format so hopefully it's going to be like a real big up to kind of mums that are at home and, and running a household yeah, I, th- I think so I think you know the there is this kind of massive stigma that being a stay, like being a stay-at-home mum you 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 kind of are I don't know how to put it you're lucky you're it's all very relaxed you can kind of run on your own time but actually you know it is one of the toughest things I have ever done and yeah don't get me wrong we don't have we don't rush out the house every day um, I don't have to be particularly on time for things and unless it's a class or whatever. But it is it is such hard work. It really is. And I, I, I hope you're right. I hope that there have been a lot of partners, whether it's the mum, the dad, whoever, that have gone, do you know what? You do a bloody good job. And yeah. I think hopefully what that will create is a, a deeper level of respect within a relationship. I'm really lucky that... I feel like my husband has always had that for me. I don't know if that's because he's home more because of school holidays and things like that, but we really do see each other as equal. There's no, you know, well, you sit home day, you go to work all day. But equally, I do think, you know, I, I'm, I'm not saying that being a stay-at-home mum is tougher than going to work, but when you go to work and you are used to doing little things as you would like to do them. So for example, my husband will always train when he's got a free period or it's lunch or what have you. And that was a massive adjustment for him to have to get used to being firstly training at home and secondly not being able to do it exactly when he was like. And I think that is a massive part of being a stay at home mum that you try and get across to people is you're not just doing what you like when you like. You don't just chill out and watch This Morning and Loose Women all day. I mean, I literally can't remember the last time I watched a telly programme that wasn't past 7.30. Unless it's um, Peppa Pig or... Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, I hope it has created this massive respect for stay-at-home mums and for stay-at-home mums that go, do you know what? Yeah, this is really tough and I'm doing a good job. I really am. Yeah, definitely. And and picking up the same toy and not having an adult conversation for like eight to 10 hours, depending on how long someone's out of the house is um, yeah. definitely yeah. not something to be shunned as, as just a stay-at-home no, mum. 
yeah and i think uh, that that's what you know is particularly difficult for these especially new mums i would say those those little baby classes in the first few months you know you you have a topic in common with anyone you can speak mother baby to anyone and that's so important in those groups and i think you know if i if i'd had a lack of that that would have really i would have really really struggled in the first few months so you know i think the point is now that any mothers who have are new or or newish in lockdown and have had that break away from those classes it's really important that they kind of get stuck back in with that community you know even if that's being online that's such a, a massive community now on instagram for sure and i think that's really important because just knowing that somebody else is having a shit day if you know that that can make you feel better that you can go do you know what my day's been rubbish too i feel like i haven't been in control at all and that's fine because tomorrow's a new day and if you can just have you know see that you know physically on instagram or whatever that can literally change the course of your mindset for you know either the next hour the next couple of hours the next 24 hours and that is a massive massive important thing when you when you are a mother yeah definitely and social media is such an interesting thing isn't it because it can be so hugely positive but it can also be like a massive negative and I think sometimes as human beings we can't help but have that like comparison thing that goes on and especially amongst mums and it's really important that people remember that, that little, one little square on on Instagram or, or wow. Facebook is just what they want you to see isn't it yeah I, I think I try and be pretty honest about it on Instagram um you know I think like you said I I put pictures up and people say oh you know that your kids always look so perfect or you you always look so perfect how do you dress like that how do you you know how do you have time to put makeup on and it's just about being honest I you know I rarely put makeup on these days I don't ever look it's just like you said it's just a square you've just posed for that picture you've just chosen the best light you've just put a filter on and I think it's it's I think it's having the confidence to only follow people that make you feel good so with me particularly I, I will only follow mothers that are you know able and open to be honest and that's not judging other people who aren't but it's just you know for me as a mother I just want to keep it real I want to know that we're all going through the same thing and that nobody is perfect and nobody is right and nobody is wrong you how you choose to parent you know is is just that it's completely your choice but finding people to positively influence you can can be really you know really positive thing as well yeah definitely so like, those choices I guess and, yeah. and finding what works for you and that it's you know it's a massively new part of life to get involved with it's something that you probably you know you probably wouldn't have followed many mothers that you didn't know personally before and then suddenly you find that's 50% of your friend list because that's who you can kind of get on board with and feel that you have something in common with and if that makes you feel better then absolutely do you know do that do more of it and don't feel afraid to send messages to people you don't know because if they've got a following it's it's more than likely that they are used to receiving these sort of messages and sometimes that can create a really lovely conversation and again make you feel better change your mindset look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and 
Six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Definitely, and they say, don't they, that um, one of the the biggest gifts mums can give to each other is to be honest about what they're going through, and that's where being real on social media um, and not being in this kind of constant quest, I suppose, for perfection um, can be really powerful. And Fee's Instagram, for anyone who hasn't looked at it, it will be linked in the bio of this podcast, but Fee's um, as I said, kind of when I when I introduced you, is amazing with kind of stylish fashion, but kind of everyday stuff. So we're not talking like really expensive designer or kind of crazy catwalk fashion, but just classic everyday high street things with great tips and kind of videos, not just for mums, but actually kind of comfy, beautiful um, bits that you pick out for, for children as well. Um, so I would definitely recommend giving that a, a little look for some realism, but also some inspiration because there's nothing wrong with being a bit inspired and a bit motivated by social media. But as long as they're kind of positive emotions that you're getting from the people you're following rather than any kind of negative or, or nasty comparisons I suppose yeah definitely I always kind of base my who I choose to follow on Instagram on more their stories than anything because you know that's where people are real and that's kind of where they choose to be real and you know for me Instagram is just kind of a way of as a stay-at-home mum it can be really really lonely and it can just be a way of of just interacting through the day when your partner might be at work and you kind of just feel like you need to remember that you're not just mum all the time. And I think, you know, I was talking to a friend the other day and she had her baby just before Sander. And so we they, they're both about 15, 16 months old now. Um, and we were saying that it's definitely taken us at least a good year, if not more, to kind of feel somewhat back to normal and by normal I don't mean back to your old self because I don't think that you know you you're not your old self you are a mother now and that is probably the biggest change that you'll ever go through but you do start to feel um, a bit more confident in yourself and a bit more you might be getting a bit more sleep you might be starting to be able to think about yourself a bit better and you know that is really important I think to kind of get that out there that it's okay it's okay at any time you don't have to feel you know totally 100% back to normal by the age of two three four I know you know it's fine to just feel a little bit off and have off days and just embrace them for what they are you know just don't worry about stuff at home that day if you just have a day I think there really is a stigma like you were saying there is a negative side to social media where it can seem that people are on top of everything at all times and how are they managing this but the likelihood is that they're either not or they've got you know maybe somebody looking after their baby that that day and therefore they have managed to get on top of stuff and if you're a person that doesn't have a massive support work around you it does get easier you know it really does it, it in terms of being able to get up get dressed get out the house in the morning that that does become a much more achievable thing and it's just finding little hacks and tips here and there from people that can make you feel better about the way you kind of organize your day and 
what you buy, like you say, and you, yeah, yeah, it's it, it can be, I would just say to anyone, just get rid of anyone that makes you feel negative or down and find those people there, there are amazing, I mean, you're one of them. And you, Thank you, you. really pick up people and I think they're the ones to find. And then it can be an amazing community that you rely on, particularly if you don't feel that you have such a close-knit personal community around you. Yeah, definitely. And I'm a huge advocate of finding that bit of time to be kind to yourself, but that's just five minutes. And if that means that the hoovering gets done tomorrow while you go and have a bubble bath, then so be it. Because really, in the reality and the perspective of life, who really cares whether you hoovered your house today or whether it gets done tomorrow? And I think COVID has helped put a little bit of perspective, I suppose, on what's really important to our lives and, and kind of our underpinning values. And I know we kind of talked about some of the, the potential positives that have come out of having family time at home um, and managing that in a pandemic. But have you found there's been any things that you guys have done as a family that perhaps you never would have done before and things that you kind of have learned about each other and maybe we'll take forward when we go back to whatever normal is going to look like I think we as a family are like I said before we're very active and we're very quick to kind of let's have a family day out and I think we've learned to really embrace the fact that family time particularly with young children you know we say that they're you know they're very full-on it's very intense but equally at the same time, they actually don't want for a lot. They just kind of want for your attention. And although that can be, you know, that can be physically and mentally draining, it can also be wonderful if you just allow yourself to properly relax with your children and just, even if you just sit on the floor at their level and have a few toys out and just really engage with them. I think we've really learned that that is, can be a really, really special time. And I think we just all feel that you know we've really bound together in that time and that's really important as a family and I hope people feel that that you know you were a family through one of probably hopefully one of the toughest times ever and hopefully in our lifetime anyway and I think you know for us it just has it, it has showed us that slowing down can be a really positive thing and we don't always have to rush off and find something to do with the family and actually our kids really are happy as long as the weather's good and we can get out for a walk and things like that you know our garden it just looks like some sort of ridiculous child's playground at the moment but it's, it's lovely because it means we're spending more time just in the garden and thank god we were so lucky with the weather and this month actually was really special it, although it 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 was like you say, it was a goldfish bowl at times. At other times, it just felt so nice to not have to go anywhere. No one come see us and, and just really engage with each other as a family and just slow down our routine a little bit and just enjoy each other. And I, I think we really did that. And I, I think we really embraced it as well. And, you know, now things that are starting to kind of get slightly back to normal, I can't believe how tired we feel that we we've got so used to this slower pace of life and I, I hope everyone I mean life you know probably will just go back to normal we're you know we're far fast-paced society now but um I hope people just learn to take that time every now and again and, and just stay at home and just relax and just embrace each other and just let the chores go and all these bits you've got to do and and, and yeah I think that that was a massive learning curve for us and 
you know the kids don't always need a day out to have a good day yeah that's I think it's a really valuable lesson for us to have learned and it's it's mad that it's taken a global pandemic for us to realize that we were all on this like crazy convey about and yeah. we didn't actually take time to appreciate the really simple things in life and realize that actually we don't need all these materialistic things actually making memories with each other and just kind of being I suppose and just embracing that feeling of kind of contentment and getting to know each other as as people and on maybe a deeper level is um it's a really beautiful thing isn't it I think that's a really powerful part of motherhood in lockdown that has probably come out for for lots of mums um which is which is really lovely yeah, I, I really hope so. I hope that people have just learned to embrace this time with your little ones because you'll probably never have it again this intense and, you know, potentially with partners being around as well. And that and that's, can be really, I hope people found, even through the tough days, the kind of special sight in that. And, you know, I, I definitely feel that it brought us closer together as a family. Um, and I hope I hope that other people kind of experience that as well. And like you said, that it is it is the unmaterialistic little things in life that really do make us happy. Yeah. You know, I don't think anybody was for a second worried about going to a shop again or or going to a restaurant again. I think that particularly that first sort of month of lockdown when it was you know really um, strict, where you could only go out for an hour all we did was call our family or zoom our family and hope that our family was all okay and you know that that's really all you care about in life and so just every now and again just embracing that is really important and I think that that can be the difference between you know like you said this convey about that we all get on rush here we rush here we've got this we've got that and actually you know you can just be happy staying at home together and, and just embracing that time. Yeah, definitely. And anyway, technology has been an absolute blessing, hasn't it? I'm the biggest technophobe ever, but Zoom <laughs> has been a lifesaver. Um, and, and I think that lockdown has maybe made us appreciate technology. And I know lots of people were probably really appreciative of it before, but I was always a little bit like, I'd really rather just go and have a coffee with someone than see them on a screen. But actually yeah. being able to see people, if we didn't have that kind of, video technology I think it would have been even worse wouldn't it not being able to just see your loved ones and make sure they're okay and have that connection I I think for us you know we we caught up with people we probably hadn't caught up with in person and and probably wouldn't have and and that was really special you know we had friends who did have babies over lockdown and were supposed to be getting married but didn't and and things like that and I think that's just kind of made us see as well that you know, you can you can stay in touch with people. And actually, having said that as well, I had a friend who had a baby about, I think he's about six, seven weeks old now. And she's actually joined a, um, a baby massage group through Zoom. Amazing. And I think that's really important. You know, if, if we're not able to kind of go back um, to baby classes and things, and, and you've maybe just had a baby and you're not really sure what to do, that's that's I, I didn't even know that that companies and uh, you know different different places were were setting up that sort of thing. So I think that that's a really important thing to look into as well because 
that creates a community. Although you're not going in person, that still gives flow to your day, that will still introduce you to new people, new like-minded people who are going through the same experiences. And I think, yeah, I, I mean, thank God that we can do that now. That, you know, if you're not going to be able to kind of come September when maybe work starts to go slightly back to normal and your partner's maybe not at home or, you know, you had grandparents that you can see now, but they they will be returning to work. And, and that network that you've come to rely on is maybe going to change again in a couple of months. That those things are really important as well and making sure that you kind of throw yourself into that so you don't just find yourself at home on your own. Yeah, definitely. You need that. You need that support and interaction as a new mum and even more so with everything going on. And one of the other things that I've seen lots of people do, which I think is brilliant, is like socially distanced buggy walks. So you've yeah. got that confidence of going out with someone else, which sometimes makes it feel a little bit more um, achievable, I suppose. And also you can speak to people, but in a really nice, safe environment because you're outside, you can easily stay two metres apart with your buggies um, but still get out and about and do something that you probably imagined doing in your maternity leave period that might have felt kind of a little bit stolen away from you but actually yeah. you can adapt and do these things. I mean well, well this this will be kind of come September when this sort of vision of people maybe going back to their office or is going to kind of slightly come to fruition you know, I think it is really important that you kind of have a plan as a mother for that and, and find out what is out there. There are things, like you said, there are things starting to come to light that, you know, how we're going to get around the social distancing and things. And particularly if you've got a young baby, you know, this part of you, you might be going back to work at nine months or a year after your maternity ends. So it's really important to embrace this because this has been about four or five months worth now of potentially someone's maternity leave. And yeah, it's really important that you do do those things because, you know, it, it, it is great when you've got any, any support network around you, but particularly just being able to have a few mums to rely on and mum groups and, and like getting out and about that is really important. And yeah, I've seen a few sort of buggy fit things able to start back now. Um, I used to do one of those with Tiggy um, and, and that was brilliant. You know, that was kind of combining two really positive things and, and making friends in the process and realising that you're not the only one who literally had two nights, two, two hours sleep and, and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's still big changes to come, but just trying to kind of plan, I think, for this, these next kind of few weeks to come. Is, is really important I know I definitely am yeah definitely we've got to be adaptive haven't we because everything is so changeable but I think if you can just recognize that actually you aren't on your own and that there is women globally quite literally that are going through the same challenges as you then that can just make you feel I guess like you've got a little bit of an army of support behind you and that actually you're going to get there and you're not on your own and that's really invaluable so I suppose for kind of mums with young children who are kind of juggling everything that you are Fee so being a mum being a wife still trying to kind of maintain the identity of you because that's so easily getting lost amongst everything else and even more so now than ever what would be your kind of top five tips that you would recommend to kind of coping I suppose and managing I think firstly give yourself a break definitely um you know 
some days are seen to go so well and then you give that makes you give yourself a, a harder time when you're having a bad day you, you think why did yesterday so go so well but babies are the most unpredictable unreasonable tiny humans imaginable and every day is different whether you do the exact same thing you did yesterday and I think it's just making sure that at the end of that day that you go do you know what that was a rubbish day I'm gonna have a big glass of wine or a cup of tea or whatever makes you feel good and just taking that five minutes and you know I, I, I read a really really good tip once that if you're ever in a really, really stressful moment, you should just look out the window for 10 seconds and count to 10 slowly and like focus on something. So a tree, or if you just watch a person walking by, whatever you've got outside your window and just give yourself that 10 second break. Honestly, that can change the whole situation. And that I love for me, that. that's kind yeah, of having, the mindfulness, isn't it? I suppose. You know, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think particularly, you know, for me having to, at one point under one for a whole month was a real real challenge it has been a really f challenging first 12 months so any sort of little you know pockets of time like that even 10 seconds that can change your mindset from being a really stressed mother in a stressful situation with two babies crying or you've got you know older children calling you a toddler hanging off your leg a newborn your breastfeeding whatever if you can just take 10 seconds to drown that out and refocus your mind, that can be a hugely positive thing. And I think self-care, I think is becoming a bit more of a, a, a better understood uh, movement, I guess. And that is so important. You know, I could throw five tips just into that. And I think it is, you know, relying on your partner for that as well you need to be honest with your partner that you need that time like they might have had a really tough day as well but they did get to go for a wee by themselves or they did get a hot coffee or they did eat lunch or eat lunch on their own and it's not you know it's making sure that you don't get into this um you know woe is me this is my day I'm so busy and it's going actually we're a partnership you've been with a baby all day go and have a hot bath an hour to yourself you know do your exercise or whatever whatever makes you put a face mask on eat something you want to eat um anything that makes you feel good i think that is so important you you have got that time there is that, that time somewhere and it might take you a bit of time to find that time or get used to taking that time i think mum guilt is you know one of the worst most annoying emotions that is out there but you know just go do you know what I was an awesome parent today I've been with these babies for eight hours ten hours twelve hours might even be two hours because you had work and then you pick them up from nursery and you got them into bed and whatever that doesn't that just because you're at work doesn't mean that you had you time so I think it is really important to force yourself to take that time you know that I can't say it enough but exercise eating well you know that that doesn't mean always healthy but eating well getting nutrients in and you know good healthy meals that are going to make you feel good whether you you think they are or not they will these are all things that add to your self-care and you know I used to always make sure that I went and got my nails done once every couple of weeks and that only took an hour it was only an hour out of my partner's week that week, you know, whatever. 
but I just went and whether I felt like it or not I made myself go and I sat there for an hour and you know just embrace that get yourself a hot coffee on the way now that nail bars and places like that are open you know get your appointments booked in it is important if if that's you know what you choose to do that you go back to doing those things I think what lockdown will have done is made people feel that those things aren't necessarily vital anymore which for sure you know at the time wasn't but now it is for you definitely and, and I think you know just just embracing you again is really important as well and figuring out who you are now you might have just had a baby in lockdown or you might have had your partner around in lockdown and now they're not and just kind of figuring out what keeps you happy what that self-care means to you who you are now that you've had a baby and a mum who your friends are you know who your port network is just by working out slowly all those things that can really really make a positive impact on embracing this new you as a mother and who you who you are now I guess that's amazing because the, your baby, you feel this mum girl, but they're not going to remember that half an hour, that hour that you spent making yourself feel um, and actually, better they probably and well. Love having somebody else to embrace yeah. and somebody else to look after them for a bit. I mean, God, I know you know my kids definitely seem to get bored of me, and so you know, don't be guilty about that. Kids love being with other people; they are very sociable little things, and. You know, it, it's really important for not just fathers, but any kind of, I guess, secondary caregiver or grandparent, aunties, uncles to create those relationships with children as well. And the only way you can do that is if you allow them to spend time without you being there fussing on, you know, the way that you would usually do things or whatever. So, you know, look at it that way. Go, this is what's good for my children. I'm going to go off and have my nails done. I love that. That's such a good psychological test. It's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. And actually, when you, when you take that time out for yourself, when you then come back to your role as a mother, you can approach it in a much fresher way and potentially be the, the mum that you want to be rather than kind of really stressed and kind of struggling with everything. Definitely. I mean, I've always had, I wouldn't say a love-hate relationship with exercise, but I definitely have more motivated months than others. And obviously having, I couldn't exercise um, past about 20 weeks in my pregnancy with Tiggy. Um, and then I fell pregnant with Sander very quickly after having Tiggy. And so hadn't really lost the weight from the first time. And it, it wasn't even really about losing weight for me, but it was just, I found that, you know, that time cleared my head like no other. That was the only time that I, honestly didn't think about the kids or anything else I had to do because I found even if I kind of nipped into town I would just focus on things that I needed to get done quickly when the kids went around and that's not not necessarily giving yourself a break and you can't count the post office or the waitress shop as you know or wherever as as self-care as time although I love going shopping on my own you can't actually count that as as time for yourself and I think that's important as well you know don't think that just because you got to nip out half an hour and do a load of errands without your children that is self-care time you know there there are other pockets of time that you can definitely find as a couple as a family as a support network to make sure that you're both getting a break yeah definitely it's teamwork isn't it not a competition so you've got to have that that kind of teamwork element 
to it especially when like you've got two tiny ones yeah I think it, it, it and it is like I said it is finding that time it's not always easy I mean I managed to get mine into a, a lunchtime nap rhythm together quite quickly kind of because I forced them to because I thought I need this time and need this break and that's kind of how I got back into exercising after I had Sander and to start with I would literally just do you know 10-15 minute workouts off YouTube and even even 10 I think people think I've only got 10 minutes it's not worth it but it really really is and I can't stress that enough if you can just muster the motivation the energy to do a little 10 minute workout or whatever at some point in the day no matter how tired you are that will make you feel better and I think that's that is important as well I think like yes you definitely have to give yourself a break as a mother you don't you maybe have the time to exercise as much as you might have but you do have the time it is there in small pockets and you know you deserve that time as well definitely amazing now are we at are we at four or have we done five i'm not great with counting i just got caught up in conversation i can't remember i waffle on too much no no it's brilliant i love it i love it (laughs) well i i really hope that us chatting today has helped mums to realize especially during covid19 but actually always how valuable you are and how your role as a mum whether that's a working mum or a stay-at-home mum it's just incredible and, and we're really grateful and you're doing a great job. And like I said, please head over to Fee's Instagram page at Ophelia Holly for all of her amazing um, mum and baby and child fashion tips. And also um, Fee, she hasn't, hasn't mentioned her amazing um, makeup artistry skills, but she is also trained in that. So that does feature some great easy tips because... As a busy mum, she's definitely um, not got time for for hours of makeup now, but some really great easy tips that, again, can just help kind of perk you up and make you feel as fantastic as you are. So thank you so much for joining me today, Fee. It's been brilliant. It's been lovely to see you because that's been the trouble with lockdown, especially as a midwife. I've not been able to see all my friends, so it's nice to to see your actual face. It's been so lovely. Thank you so much. I hope that we have just you know kept it real made people realize that you've done a good job you've literally got through a pandemic thank you so much for listening to this week's episode i really hope that you enjoyed it if you found it helpful then please hit subscribe and leave a review it really does make a huge difference to the number of women we can reach out to and empower for daily free information inspiration or details on our bespoke antenatal education, head over to my Instagram page at midwife underscore pip. Thank you and see you next time. Hi, my name is Kay Adams and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.